I uh, love this time of the week, even though it's a Monday, right back at it. Employment hour, the uh, phone lines, yeah, they're already open and uh, ready for you. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk And that is toll free. We are going to get through a bunch of, uh, well, we've, we've kind of, accumulated uh, some emails so we're going to get to an email show here and of course your phone calls so feel free to uh, to call in the phone lines are open it is a live call-in show as you know monday night wednesday night at seven o'clock and employment hour and 30 happens on global tv and ctv on your weekend mornings as well we are all over the place the podcast the website as well there's all kinds of way for you to reach out and you want to send an email along it is help at employmenthour.com how are you pal well, I'm doing great, uh, John, and uh, I, I know people have questions because all day today, up until uh, probably 25 minutes ago, I've been answering them and emailing with <laughs> folks and uh, answering calls and talking to people about their workplace problems, and hopefully, John, we can uh, get some discussions mm-hmm. going and get people to call us tonight with their Beauty. questions about their workplace rights. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, I want to get to the week that was, a couple things that have been on your mind, or at least on your desk uh, over the last uh, several days you want to you talk about. What do you got for the opening? Yeah, so uh, a couple situations that came across my desk while we're waiting for some calls about employment law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke uh, first with a gentleman who had worked at a golf club in a, in a maintenance position. Now, he always kind of saw himself as a seasonal employee in the sense that he was off for winters. He was off beginning of winter, and he came back right at the end of winter to get uh, the golf course ready for the season. And he'd been doing it for about 10 years, 10 or 11 years, and every year he'd go off in a certain time, come back. Uh, The only time he'd have any contact with his employer while he was off is to coordinate the exact date that he'll be back uh, to, to do work. And he did the same thing every year, and around and around we go. Well, wouldn't you know it, he got a call last week from his employer telling him, this year we don't need you to come back, uh, your employment is at an end, uh, we don't need you back here uh, sure. at all, so you're a seasonal employee, so long. And he listens to our show, so he asked him, well, what about my severance? So, well, no, you don't get severance, you're a seasonal yeah. employee, we're simply choosing not to recall you. Uh, he called me, again, listens to the show, knows better, and asked me, is this right? He kind of knew that it wasn't, but he wanted to confirm. So, John, obviously that is not right. Now, regardless of what you call this guy, seasonal, whatever it is, he had a job. He had a regular job. In fact, for 10 years or so, he worked for this month to this month, every year, round and round and round we go. And guess what? Now he is not working anymore. Now he's out of a job. So he has to get paid severance. This is not a situation where every year they had to negotiate a new contract Mm -hmm. and decide whether he's going to come back to work. Every single year he came back to work same time. So now they have to pay him his severance. They're allowed to let him go, but they have to pay him severance. And the reason I wanted to bring this up here is because this is a very common situation. There's a lot of people that don't necessarily work every month in the year. They may have some time off during certain times, whether it's summer or winter. Just because you have those months off, because maybe it's a seasonal business, does not mean you don't get severance if the company decides not to call you back. You do get severance. You get severance like every other employee based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And for this person, 10 years, he probably gets about a year's pay, John. That's a lot of money, so it's a very important uh, lesson there for everyone. And the whole time you're telling me that story, I'm picturing Bill Murray and Caddyshack, but that's a completely different <laughs> It's in the hole. It's in the hole. <laughs> nice Former call. Former nice. yes. about to become the Masters champion. Uh, what else you got going, pal? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could top that now. Uh, that was a good impression. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, no problem, Johnny. So I, I spoke with a lady who had been off work for medical reasons for, uh, for quite a while. 
Uh, she had, uh, had a serious medical condition, went off and provided her doctor with the doctor's door right at the beginning uh, of, the, uh, of the leave saying she needs time off. And every couple months or so, provided with another note updating, essentially saying, you know, she's still undergoing treatment, we'll up- advise later. And for about a year, this has been happening. Well, after a year, she gets a, a letter from her employer, very brief, saying we're letting you go or we're treating your employment as being terminated for job abandonment. Wow. Uh, okay. Job abandonment. She was shocked at that. She had no idea what they were talking about. She had been off for a year, but slowly but surely getting better. was hoping at some point to get back to work. And she called me and she wanted to know, is this legal? Well, it's completely illegal. When you're sick, when you're off for medical reasons, you can be off for as long as you need to. And it's not job abandonment. There's no situation where you're abandoning your job. If you're abandoning your job, it means you, you're you able to work and maybe you're working somewhere else. You just choose not to go back to work for your employer. That's not the case. She was sick. She was under doctor's care. And the key here, John, is they knew it. She provided them with doctor's notes every couple months. They knew she's sick. Oh. They knew she's not just gallivanting somewhere. She knew that they knew that uh, she's working to get better. So that's number one. It's not a job abandonment. Now they've terminated her employment, so that's a wrongful dismissal. They owe her severance, and for her, it's substantial amount. She's older. She she'd been with his employer for 15 years, and beyond that, it's now a human rights violation as well. Because clearly what they're doing is they're, they're ending the relationship because of the medical condition. So that's wrong. That's illegal. And I wanted our listeners to understand. Again, and a reminder, an important one. If you're sick, if you're unable to work, make sure your employer knows that. Make sure your employer has something from your doctor that confirms that. Once you have that, you can be off as long as needed, whether it's a few days, a few weeks, a few months, even a few years. Okay, So that's extremely, extremely important to remember. If your employer doesn't let you do that, if they if they threaten you, if they treat you as having resigned, abandoned, that's illegal, that's wrong, you have to get on the phone and call me right away. It seems hard to believe that this employer is not sophisticated enough to know that already. Are they just playing the odds that she's just going to walk away and say, oh my God, okay, I guess I did abandon them, I'm gone, and, and she'll never stand up to them? Yeah, I think so. This is a, a bigger employer. So again, I, I, I don't necessarily know this for a fact, but my sense is exactly as you said, that they hope yeah. that she won't know any better, that, that she'll walk away, that she'll assume, well, you know, it's a year, so I must have abandoned. Uh, and, and hopefully that's not the case, but that's my impression. That's a very common situation, by the way, where sometimes an employer may think or hope that the employee doesn't know their legal rights. In some cases, the employer itself may not know its own obligations. Either way, I always say this, it's up to the employee in this situation to, to stand up for their rights, to, to find out what those rights are. It starts with the show. It starts with calling. It starts with emailing. Uh, it's a, there's a lot of options. You mentioned that, you know, this this show over the last seven years, whether it's radio, TV, online, it is the authority when it comes to employment law. If you haven't called it, if you have questions, this is the place you want to do it because you won't get any better answers anywhere. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one 225 talk That number is toll-free. Feel free to call in. It's help at employmenthour.com to reach out through the emails that we're going to uh, pass on to you tonight. And uh, Lior's mentioned it a couple times. You want to reach out outside of show hours. That's simple. one 855 In that regard, first email, pretty short one from Richard, says, uh, how come an employer can let me go uh, with no notice? I did nothing wrong. Yeah, this is a, a very common uh, yeah. email, a very common question that I get. Probably the question I get most often is, 
How can that be right? Why should I be let go if I did nothing wrong? I have a job. I take my job seriously. I work my butt off. I do a yeah. good job. Why am I let go? Well, you know, I, I don't even have a, a good answer other than to say is, that is the law. You know, whoever made up the law couldn't tell you who that was ultimately, but mm -hmm. the law was made such that an employer is allowed to let a good employee, a loyal employee go as long as severance is paid. So one of the things I have to tell people very often is, yes, you're right. It's not fair what they do, did to you. It's also not right if you look at it from a human standpoint. Yeah. But from a legal standpoint, it is right. Your employer can let you go as long as severance is paid, where 90% of people that are let go uh, get into to trouble or their employers get into trouble is they're let go without proper severance, 90% of people, almost everyone. Uh, and that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. When you hear that term, wrongful dismissal, it means you've been let go without proper severance. You can check out severancepaycalculator.com to find out what you're owed. But yes, your employer can let you go as long as severance is paid. You know, it's funny in that point, it, it's tough for, for people who have been let go for that exact reason, whatever reason, it's more of a, a bruised ego thing. And it's, you know, we often joke and we have been for about seven years in the show. That could be something as stupid as, you know what, you don't have a red car. We like people with red cars. You have a small blue car, convertible Fiat, say, with a beige interior. We don't like those, so we're going to let you go. And uh, that's all there is to it. They can actually do that, as asinine as that sounds. Although, they can do uh, that. A nice blue but Fiat they... convertible with a beige interior <laughs> sounds nice to me. But uh, no, but they could do that. They could do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we live in a world where we like to think things are fair, right? Yeah. You know, right. And, and usually you're right. What's fair is also legal, and what's unfair is also illegal. But when it comes to employment law, there is an exception, and that is your employer can let you go, even if it's unfair. But, and this is a big one, severance has to be paid, and it's a heck of a lot more than a week per year of service. 416-870-6400-640-on-cell is the place to be. Steve, uh, how are you, pal? Good evening. Welcome to Monday night. Hey, thanks so much. Good, pal. What's up? Um, I had a question for Leo. It's about um, an employment situation, actually, for my wife. Um, so she's been um, on a renewing contract position since May of 2015, uh, working part-time, um, approximately about 15, uh, 16 hours a week. Um, and uh, she just got a letter uh, a couple of weeks ago saying that uh, the contract, which was going to um, end uh, at the end of March, um, was not going to be renewed, um, and that was it. And so we were just wondering about um, if she's entitled to severance. I love this question. Yeah, it's a great question. So she's been there since 2015, you said. Over this period of time, three, four years, whatever it's been, how many of these contracts has she had? She would be on her third one. Um, they they forgot to renew. They, they never gave her one at the end of uh, April of last year. Um, sort of realized their mistake, sent her a contract in November, that went back to May <laughs> until Even the end of March. And then, you know, come November, they started hinting, saying, uh, we don't know if there's going to be, you know, the ability to renew your contract. And then, effectively, like a couple weeks ago, they said, yes, you're going to end um, at the end of March. Got it. I understand completely. So here's the thing. Uh, and the reason I asked you how many contracts is usually when you get to that three contract and beyond, then you're considered in the eyes of the law to be a regular employee. Once you kind of sign contract after contract after contract, the law says, okay, enough of these contracts. Clearly, they're not that meaningful. You're just a regular employee. 
which means which means that if the if the company then decides all of a sudden okay now you're no longer employed then you're owed severance so there's two reasons why she she would be owed severance number one as i just said because of these multiple contracts and number mm-hmm. two because the last one is essentially backdated she, she she didn't even sign it at the time she was supposed to which arguably makes it invalid we call this uh no consideration so right. for those reasons she's going to be owed severance now three years or so uh what kind of a job and how old is uh, your wife she's uh 41 good and good man that you was... knew that good job sorry go ahead <laughs> and um, she was a a sort of a a coordinator for a for like a research group okay. um so she was working like i said 15 hours a week so she would probably be owed about four months of pay. You know, three to four months of pay is, is what I would assess her as being owed here. So that's obviously, you know, not insignificant even at 15 hours. So why don't you have her give me a call or email me after the show and I can connect with her and, and we can uh, see what we could do to help her get that severance. It's not complicated. And, and this is a very good call because, Steve, yeah, she's owed severance. That's great. Thank you so much, Lior. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the call and that number to uh, to use your wife and yourself, one 821 5900 See, I love that call because 90% of people not hearing this, not calling in, would simply turtle and say, damn, well, it was good while it lasted. On to the next job. Absolutely. Very common situation. Very common yeah. question. And you know what? I'll give the employer probably the benefit of the doubt. They probably also believe that that contract right. is valid. It's not. She's out severance. We're going to take a short break. That is the type of call that gets answered here all the time on every show. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. For the remainder, call us. We'd love to talk to you. Employment Hour is rocking and rolling on a Monday night here on Global News Radio. There is plenty of time for you to call in here just till about uh, 8 and 10 minutes to the, the top of the hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That number is uh, toll-free. Our callers have top priority. We'll get to another one uh, post-haste, as they say. Frank, how are you, pal? I'm doing very well, sir. Good. What's going on with you? Well, I work for General Motors uh, for going on 43 years, and um, General Motors is offering us... Uh, something like uh, for the trade, sixty thousand dollars and the twenty thousand dollar voucher upon our termination. Uh, do you think that would be um, uh, sufficient uh, for going on forty-three years of service? With oh. So, Frank, you're you're part of the union, I take it. Yes, I am. Unfortunately, or fortunately. Yeah, well, again, depending on your perspective. So here's the thing. It's not a question of what's sufficient. It's a question of what the collective agreement provides. Because in a non-union environment, the law comes in and the law says, okay, let's assess what is appropriate. In a unionized environment, the law stays out of it, and it's all about what the collective agreement provides. And the collective agreement would have a formula. And again, I don't know specifically what yours says. It will be, I'll tell you this right now, a lot less than what you would be getting if you were not part of a union. Uh, if your position ends, the severance that you get if you're not part of a union is always going to be more than than uh, than what you are get if you are a part of the union. But mm-hmm. he, here's the, the, the reality is the union is going to be the only ones that can advise you if that's appropriate or not. If it's not appropriate, if it's in breach of the collective agreement, the union can file a grievance. But ultimately, it depends on what the collective agreement says. So you have to talk to the union, Frank. And terrible situation. I've spoken with a, I've spoken with a number of GM employees, quite a few of them also with a long service like yourself. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a shock, uh, and hopefully you can uh, land on your feet, Frank. 
No, I understand that. I just have a quick question, please, if you don't mind. Sure. Would they, would they be allowed to actually uh, go below what the labor laws or whatever rules for the people without a union would be? So, no. So the Employment Standards Act provides for certain minimums. Uh -huh. uh, so they can't go below those minimums. The problem is that non-unionized employees are owed a lot more than those minimums, a lot more. In fact, it could be 10 times that. All right. Uh, for you, you're, you're mostly going to be limited to those minimums. So yeah. that's the problem. So they can't do less than that. They cannot just like do they less can't than pay, that. No, they, just like they can't pay less than minimum wage, uh, but unfortunately you could have been owed much more because you're part of a union It's going to be limited uh, to, to a lot less. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you very much for your information, sir. I appreciate it and I love your show. Thank you, Frank. I uh, appreciate that, Frank, and uh, good luck in the future. You're one, uh, one hell of a worker. 43 years is a long time. Hey, uh, David, you're up next, pal. How are you? Good evening. Oh, very good. Thanks so much. Leo, I've learned so much from your show. It's fantastic all the thank time. You. Now, I've got a hypothetical one for you. Mm -hmm. You uh, always mention that an employer can let a person go for any reason or no reason as long right. as severance is paid. Right. I'm trying to understand where the human rights part of it comes in. For example, mm -hmm. let's suppose I'm an employer and I say, you know what, all my women employees, uh, uh, I, I'm tired of uh, this pregnancy leave and all this kind of thing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get rid of all my female employees. Right. Yeah. But I'm gonna pay them severance and I'm gonna, you know, do all the right things uh, that way. Would I run into a legal issue if I did something like that, or is that a fuzzy area? Oh, no, it, it's not fuzzy at all. You would absolutely run into issues. And uh, one of the things we always say is an employer can let an employee go for any reason, except if it's a discriminatory reason. So you cannot be let go because of your age or your, your sex or your sexual orientation, disability, etc. So So that can happen irrespective of severance. That would be a human rights violation. So if an employer decides, I don't want to have female employees, so I'm going to let them go because they're female, I don't care how much severance is paid, that's illegal, full stop. And there will be human rights damages and other damages as well. Now, if an employer happens to say, okay, uh, I, I need, I'm going to shut down this department, and it so happens that everyone working in that department is female, then it's arguably not a human rights violation because you're not letting them go because they're female, you're letting them go because they happen to work in a certain department. Uh, so there's that difference. But no, an employer cannot let someone go for discriminatory reason. Uh, all the severance in the world will not uh, get him out of that problem. Great. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Appreciate that call. How about, uh, it's an interesting call. I mean, obviously, David, just, just for interest's sake, he's asking the question. But rewind it before employment. And uh, to David's question, the guy says, you know what? I'm going to hire nothing but men. Just as just illegal. That's discrimination. Yeah. Uh, an employer cannot discriminate for uh, against an employee, a prospective employee, uh, during any uh, stage of employment based on, in this case, uh, the, someone's gender. Cannot do that. Yeah. Uh, it goes the other way. If they say, I only want to hire women, again, mm -hmm. it will be discrimination as well. So, no, you cannot do that. Uh, you cannot decide, well, I'm not going to hire this person because I think they're going to go on maternity leave. Uh, you know, they'll right. probably have kids. That's illegal. That, that, that couldn't be more illegal. So, no, human rights, there's no wiggle room. You know, you cannot discriminate. You cannot differentiate between people based on prohibited grounds. And if you do, uh, yeah, you know what? The laws here in Ontario are going to come down pretty hard on, on whoever does that.
416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That is always toll-free. The email address, by the way, from which we are pulling these emails is help at employmenthour.com. Andrew up next says, I'm on a disability leave, and my employer has just, uh, my employment has just been sold. Can I lose my LTD, and what does it mean for me? Yeah, and this is a, a very qu- a good question. Oftentimes, yeah. uh, an employee is on, on disability, and something happens to their employment. Employment. Maybe the company shut down, or maybe the company is sold. And obviously, the, the normal question is, wait a second, I, I need this money to live that I'm getting from you the bet. insurance company. Does that now mean that I am not going to get paid? So the good news, John, is no. Once you're on disability, once you have an insurance company paying you, that money doesn't get affected by your employment status, whether you are let go, whether or not uh, the the company's out of business, or whether or not the company uh, is sold. You're on. The only time you should be cut off is if you reach the age of 65, or if you're now able to work. So no, that's not going to impact the status of you, of your disability at all. So you you can rest assured there. Uh, one thing to keep in mind: if at some point the insurance company uh, is threatening to cut you off because they say you're ready to work, but you don't feel that you're ready, or your doctor doesn't feel that you're ready, that's wrong. The insurance company should not do that. You should reach out to me at that point, and we'll talk, and uh, we can figure out how do we get the insurance company to, to continue paying you. That happens often, as you know, John, so if yeah. you, you listen to yeah. us right now, you know better. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Paul, thank you for uh, calling in tonight. How are you, pal? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on in your world? I just had a, a, a quick question in regards to uh, the last uh, comment you guys were making about um, the discrimination in the workplace sure. when it comes to just hiring all women or all men. Right. Uh, just for argument's sake, I, I was always curious. So, for instance, how about all the companies out there that, that have only one sex, like, for instance, like an uh, all-female renovations company that only hires females? Would that not fall into that same category? So you talk about uh, an all-female renovation company? Yes. They won't hire anybody because they're because they're male. Wouldn't that fall into the same category? It would. It would. Discrimination. So, and think about it this way: if, if someone had an all-male renovation company saying we will yeah. not hire women, we will only hire men for this position, mm-hmm. that would be illegal, clearly. So the same thing would apply in reverse. So to the extent that you know maybe they do it as a gimmick, but still, to the extent that they're saying we don't care if a qualified uh, man uh, a man comes here, we're not going to hire him because he's a man. That's illegal. Now, in some situations, there could be something called the bona fide occupational requirement. If there's a specific job that, say, requires a man uh, because for whatever reason or, or requires a, a, a woman. So I, I'm looking for someone to model women's bathing suits. So I'm, I need to hire a woman for that. So I'm in. The, other than John here, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to probably look to hire a woman for that. And that's okay because there's a, the, the job requires yeah. there to be a, a, a certain person in it. So uh. there are situations when you can do that. But beyond that, you simply can't decide, well, I'm going to decide to have a business with just men, with just women. Unless there's a legitimate reason for that, uh, it's not going to work. It's going to be illegal. Now, I'm not saying people don't do that. I'm saying that if that yeah. gets challenged, it will be found to be illegal. Cool. Awesome. Well, question answered. Thanks. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. You know, it's funny. While you were, you were you were answering that question, I was just thinking about an example. It would be like a Hooters restaurant. Yes, and that that's exactly. I've never right. seen. I've never seen. Maybe there has been, but I've never seen a male server in there. Now, whether they even bothered to apply to that job, could they? 
You know, it's a very interesting question, and I, I would say in, in this situation, they, they have a, uh, it, it's their their thing. You know, they have yeah. people hiring or people wearing that outfit, and and you know, it could be challenged. It really could be. Uh, just like again, if if there was a a reverse restaurant where they're just as hiring male, could that be challenged? Yeah, it possibly could. The, the good news is I, I don't know that too many men are applying to a job there as a server, so it's never going to be challenged. If it was, yeah, there's a chance that could be a human rights violation. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not going to be modeling female bathing suits anytime soon. That was well, uh, thank you. I, I couldn't color. get that image yeah. out of my head. Thank yeah, you. No, Appreciate that. No, it, it, low, it puts the lotion in the basket for sure. Uh, <laughs> 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. Mary, thank you so much for hanging on. How are you tonight? Hi, good. And yourself? Great. What's, uh, what's your question? Go ahead. Okay, so basically I'm calling on behalf of my niece. She was working in a small sandwich uh, uh, shop for a short time, and somehow the conversation came out that she was telling the owner's daughter she had uh, scoliosis. And um, that's like the curvature of the back? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so apparently a week later, lo and behold, the owner comes up to her and says, well, you know, because of the, your issue, um, we don't think you're going to be capable of continuing to do the job, so we're going to have to let you go. Now, Mary, did this impact her job? Was she able to do the to do the work? She had no problems. She had no problems whatsoever. Well, um, then it was just very, very simple, basic duties. Yes. Yeah. It's not like she's you know carrying hundred pound no. boxes or anything no. like that. No. So no, that's illegal. What you described, because if she's let go because of her medical condition, they can't do that. That's illegal. As I was telling the previous caller, that's that's discrimination. That's a human rights violation. Now, how long did you work there for? She was there for a very short time. Like I don't know if it was like a, a month or two, not even. I, I don't know. It was a very short time. So, so here's the thing. Severance does get impacted by how long someone works there, of course, because the longer you work, the more you get. But uh, human rights damages don't. To the extent that she's had her, her rights violated, she can file a human rights complaint. Now, the key here is always going to be uh, proving what what happened because i assure you that her employer now is going to say oh gosh no no that's not why we let her go we let her go because she wasn't i don't know doing a good job but that aside to the extent that what they did and and what your niece is telling you is true that they told her because of your uh, medical condition you're gone that's illegal and i encourage you to file a human rights complaint and if she wants to call me or contact me after the show i can talk to her about how we go about doing that no that's illegal and and, you know it upsets me that an employer would actually do something uh something like that so no they cannot do that right and i was upset about it too that's why um i I called and then it's it was a part-time job, so it doesn't really matter, correct? Well, no, it doesn't matter. Part-time, full-time, the law is the law. They can't do that. doesn't matter if she's young, old. doesn't matter if she works uh, right. two hours a week or, or 50 hours right. a week. They right. cannot do that. And that's what I thought, so I just wanted to make sure. Okay, then. So um, have her call me. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. That number, uh, write it down, take it down, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. Moving on to uh, to Gary. Hey, Gary, good evening. Hi, Gary. Gary. Gary still there? 
Yeah, Gary. No, we haven't got Gary. We'll uh, we'll see if we can reconnect uh, with Gary. Mention the email show is what's happening. Uh, Daniela is up next. Says, can Lior explain why there is such a big difference between what the severance calculator says and the good old Ministry of Labor tells you? You know, John, I don't know that I go a day without getting an email like that. Uh, you <laughs> no know, kidding. why are you saying? Why is your severance pay calculator saying uh, yeah. I, I'm I get this much, and when I I Go to the Ministry of Labor website. I call them. I look up the Employment Standards Act and says I get something very different. Well, this is very, very important. Probably the basis for this entire radio show is this issue. Exactly. And that is the fact that what you see online from the Ministry of Labor, what you see in the Employment Standards Act is your minimum entitlements, which are really only a small portion of what you're actually owed. These are your minimum entitlements. Your minimum entitlement is a week's pay per year of service. Okay. But that's not your full entitlements. Your full entitlements, what we also call your common law entitlements, are much, much more. And they're based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And that could be a month per year of service. That could be two months, three months per year of service, depending on those factors. So when you call me and you ask me how much you're owed, that's what I'm going to tell you. If you go to the severancepaycalculator.com website and you input your information, that's what you're going to see. Because that's really all that matters. What matters is how much you're owed. What is the full amount that you're owed, not what your minimum entitlements are. So very important to understand that distinction. You cannot go to the Ministry of Labor website. You cannot contact the Ministry of Labor because you're going to get the incorrect information. You're only going to find out about your minimum entitlements. There are a lot more than that. Don't fall in this trap. It's important. Call me if you have any questions. Email me. If you don't understand why I explained, call me and I'll explain it to you again. It's very, very important to understand. And as we've mentioned so many times for, for years now, severancepaycalculator.com, it's free. It takes 30 seconds. You can't input a credit card if you wanted to. There's a contact button on the bottom. It is pretty much bulletproof. So if you haven't tried it, even uh, just for fun, severancepaycalculator.com. Going to take another uh, swing at the cat. Uh, Danny, hi, Danny. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's your concern? Well, I work for a large municipal employer. I'm an HVAC. I'm 60 years old. Three years ago, I had heart, major heart surgery, and they accommodated me. Now I found out I have occupational asthma, which I haven't filed WSIB yet because I just found out recently. But at Christmas, when I told them I think I'm asthmatic, they sent me home saying, we don't know what to do with you. And since then, I've been home, and they've been making me dance through hoops. And I'm going, like, am I working? Am I not working? And I'm on short-term disability, but that's running out. And I thought they had a duty to accommodate. And I just don't know where I stand. Now, uh, do you also have, uh, through your job, a long-term disability plan? Yeah, but I, 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 what my doctor says I can do work is just certain accommodations, meaning they don't want me yeah. to lift over 40 pounds, you know, things like that. And my employer says they can't accommodate that. And, and you feel, knowing your job, that, that with your limitations, that's something they, they should be able to accommodate? I probably could do about 90% of my job. Okay. Okay. Now, are you part of a union, Danny? Yes. Okay. So the, the company does have to accommodate you, okay? This is, this is true for unionized and non-unionized employees. Uh, and you, you're, you're an honest guy. You don't want to take advantage. You're able to work, so you want to work, which makes sense and, and good, good on you. Here's the thing, though. Uh, the union needs to, to deal with this for you. They have to. They have the legal obligation. Uh, you're not really in a position to deal with it on your own outside of the union. So you need to speak to your union. And if they, they hum and haw and if they take their time, you have to stay on top of them. You have to push them because they have to deal with this. They have to deal with the employer if they have to. They, have, they can file a grievance uh, because, yeah, they should be allowing you to work. If you can do 90% of your job, they have to accommodate you. It's not even debatable. 
My problem is the union and management aren't talking. They're actually going to the Labor Relations Board. They're not communicating for the last six months. They're going to arbitration. So it's just defunct. I have no protection from the union and the employer yeah. because yeah. they're not communicating. I know. I know. I, I hear you. I get uh, questions and concerns like that all the time. That The problem is the way the system is built, that the no one else is actually allowed to help you. You can't say, okay, union's not helping me, so I'm going to hire Lior, or I'm going to hire another lawyer to, to help me. You can't do that. You don't have the ability to do that. It has to be the union. So other than pushing them, there's not much that you can do. It's, it's terrible for me to say that. I hate saying that, but that's the way it is. Okay, but thank you, because I was f- going to file a human rights complaint, but... You got to go through the union. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Keep us uh, keep us up to date with your progress. By the way, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Moving on to uh, to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good evening. How are you doing this evening? Good, Pally. What's uh, what's going on with you? Okay, uh, actually, calling uh, regarding my son. Uh, he's been employed with the same place for eleven years. Uh, in October, he had fallen not at work, on his own time, and fractured his elbow. He let the employer know, and they said, when it's healed, bring back your uh, return to work form from a doctor, and you'll be good. He has since supplied them with three return to work uh, forms from doctors and has yet to uh, be given a return to work date. How long long has he been trying to get back to work? Uh, Since early December. Wow. Okay, that's oh. that's a, a long time. Uh, have they said anything? Are they are they they saying that they're looking, or, or are they just ignoring him? Uh, they're, well, they said uh, we're looking into it. Uh, it's also unionized, and he ah. has talked to the union, and the union has done absolutely nothing. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I I I I don't like calls like this because it's it's one of those things where instead of doing what I want to do, just to help him, and if he wasn't part of the union. I can help him in about 60 seconds flat, but because he is, the only one that's allowed to help him is the union. So you're telling me the union's not helping him, and I, I believe you. I have no reason to doubt you, but that's the reality. When you're part of a union, the only one that can deal with the employer, the only one that has the right to deal with the employer is the union. So should they be taking him back? Of course they should be taking him back. Forget should, they have to take him back. But if they are not, if they're refusing, if they're not trying, the only one that can deal with it and solve that problem is the union. So stay on top of them, threaten them, push them, yell at them, do whatever you have to, because it's the union that has to help your son. Oh, I know. And I've told him numerous times, I said, if your you know, local you know, union rep is not helping you, call the, op- like, call of the union office and mm-hmm. take it up the chain that route. Uh, I used to be involved with the union, so I know the union has to deal with it. Yeah. And, but he spent, you know, he's just at wits and frustration with it. Sure. He's had, to, he's had to find other work in order to pay his bills and everything. You know, I, I, I you know, one letter from me, if, if, if I, I was allowed to do it, would resolve this. But I can't do that. There's no, I have no standing to do that. It has to be the union. So all I could do is, is wish you and, and him good luck in dealing with the union, and hopefully they can get off their butt and help him. Appreciate that call, Dave. I mean, how many more of these do we have to hear tonight? And I know this is not your opinion. It's not the station's opinion. It's simply mine. It's getting to be, as long as we do this show, dealing with union matters in these calls is like buying a car now without seatbelts. It makes absolutely no sense. 
Yeah, gosh, it's like, it's... dude, move on. What an outdated, archaic thing. <laughs> it's just these people keep getting rear-ended by it. It's just not working. It's it's frustrating. It's you know, anytime <sighs> you're in a situation where you can't deal with your employer on your own, I, I just I don't get it. Uh, you know, it's it's again, it's not a political statement. It's the way it is. And I get calls like we've had three or four tonight alone, where people that I had to say sorry, I can't help you, even mm-hmm. though I, I I otherwise could easily. It has to be the union, and oh, the union's not helping me. I, you know, still, you still have to work with the union, still have to find a way to make him do it. Uh, it. It's not a good place to be in if the union doesn't help you. That's our legal system, John. Steve, we'll get to your email next. It is uh, helpandemploymenthour.com. It says, I usually work around 50 hours of overtime a month, for which I get paid. My company just decided to hire another employee, so from now on, I got no overtime. Can they do this? Great question, and, and uh, I, I, I've seen this a couple times before. You work overtime. It's something that you count on. You you know, it could be substantial, and now all of a sudden, the overtime goes away, regardless of why. Maybe they don't want to pay it. They changed the hours. They hired someone. Well, if that now results in a reduction in, of your pay, that could be a constructive dismissal. Now, if he can show, if, if Dave can show that he gets, he got this consistently, that it's something that he could count on. It's not, you know, some months yes, some months no, some years yes, some years no. If it's a consistent part of his compensation that he works overtime and he gets overtime, and now that's gone, then they have to pay him severance. They have to, he can treat that as a constructive dismissal. He doesn't have to accept it. So uh, get on the phone, Dave. Call me. Uh, that's a constructive dismissal. Dave, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and to uh, move on here and get a call on this air and ask some questions uh, uh, right now, immediately four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell is the way to go. Sam, good evening. You're on the air. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. Sure. What's going on? Uh, my question is, uh, like, I worked for this employer for twenty years, and around four years ago, I got have a work-related injury. I was off work for maybe like a couple of months, and then I went back. There was restrictions and everything on my like work duties. They have given me a job, but based on my years of service and all that, like I can, I can, I can move to different departments. It's all based on how many years you've been there. But the, my current supervisor every day he will ask me, "Oh, did you find anything? Did you find anything?" So it's getting it to a level that I really like hate going to work. What options do I have? Like, if I quit a job, do I eligible for something or anything? Or, like, I'm not happy working for that company. Uh, are you part of a union? No, I am not part of a Okay. Union. So if you can show that uh, legitimately there's an objective reason why you can't continue working because they're not treating you properly, then that could be even – and you decide to leave – that could be a constructive dismissal, and you would be owed compensation. You would be owed severance. The key here is to be able to prove what the, the you know harassment, mistreatment, uh, that they're not treating you properly. So, if you if you don't have anything in writing to show it, let's start putting things in writing now. Uh, have a, a document, a journal. Maybe send an email to someone that's mistreating you. You know, I confirmed today you did this or you said that. You need to start creating this record. If you have this record, then you may be able to then treat this as a constructive dismissal. So if you think you can prove it now, let's you and I talk right now and let me talk about with you how we get you out of there with compensation. If you don't think you can tr- prove it right now, start building your case. And as soon as you're ready, call me. So how long do you think I should keep like getting a, taking a record of the whole thing and all that? 
Depends what you have. The, the more stuff you have, the better. If you can get, you know, three or four things that, that show it, you know, over a period of a few weeks, that's good enough. You don't need to be there for the next year and a half. You know, as long as you can show me three things that will make it look like they're not treating you properly, then, yeah, we're in business. And what kind of severance you think, like, uh, that kind of stuff? What what, what kind of thing, how like, long, uh, How long have you I'm, been there? I've been there for the last 20 years, and another eight, nine years, I'm eligible for retirement, and I will be age 55 to get that retirement thing, pension thing. So you, you're probably looking at about 18 months pay. That's what they would owe you, 18 months. So that not, not to the retirement age. Unfortunately, they would owe you, owe you about 18 months pay. That's only if we can prove constructive dismissal. And because we're out of time, what I want you to do is contact me off air so we can talk about it. Sam, appreciate that call. Phenomenal job, and appreciate all your phone calls tonight. We'll reconvene Wednesday at 7 o'clock. The weekend shows, of course, an employment hour in 30. Happens on Global TV and CTV as well. Check it out, severancepaycalculator.com anytime on Global News Radio.